You're listening to Expanding Horizons, the podcast of the Unitarian Church of South Australia, a home of progressive spirituality and free religious thought and action since 1854. The views expressed in these podcasts are those of the speaker and are not intended to represent the position of the church itself or of the worldwide Unitarian Universalist movement. For more information, visit unitariansa.org.au. someone a little while ago, someone who had attended our meetings many times at Nord, and was a bit of a surprise when he launched into a number of criticisms of the church and the minister. It was actually the only time in about my 18 months as minister that I've been treated to such profound criticism, which possibly demonstrates that I don't get out much. (laughs) So the main criticism was you don't stand for anything. And that was, as I say, a criticism levelled at both the church and the minister. And he was off the mark with the minister because I do have very strong and clear beliefs. It's just that I don't believe it's right to impose them upon the group. And thus, the talks that I give are about a very wide range of subjects. Perhaps in my final service ever, I'll make a declaration of faith. But... I'm under contract for a few years, so you'll have to wait for a while. Now, in relation to the Unitarian Church of South Australia, he might have a point, and that's what I said to him. In relation to the church, it's not as if it's a reference point where you sign up to a doctrine, so you become a follower of whatever we're putting forward. It's not so much a matter of what we stand for, it's a place where you can come to understand what you stand for. Anyway, I haven't seen him since. (laughs) People are after different things. But I do believe that, and it's worth recognising that among our ranks we have people of Christian orientation, of Buddhist orientation, at least one person of Jewish background, plenty of humanists and agnostics, and probably a sprinkling of atheists as well. But in exposing ourselves on a Sunday morning to a variety of different beliefs and philosophy and psychology, some wonderful music and good company, surely we will get some inspiration to help us become better people, to become more wise and loving. And that is what it's all about. The reading today was from the Reverend Eugene Pickett, He was president of the Unitarian Universalist Association in 1979. So that's the American group, the American branch of Unitarianism. He understood the importance of a set of shared core beliefs for any group like this. And no one is compelled to adopt or argue for those principles, but they are so eminently sensible and decent It's very hard for a civilised person, I think, not to agree with them. But Unitarian beliefs have, of course, changed over time. And I do want to talk a little bit about the the past and the future. So we are a far cry from the English Unitarians of 400 years ago. Christians who were secretly meeting in people's houses to discuss an understanding of Christianity which didn't involve the Trinity, the Uh, dominant belief that God was somehow in three parts, God, 
Father, God, Spirit, and, and Son. For hundreds of years, Unitarians proclaimed a belief, and this is part of the text that was used in England, quote, the fatherhood of God, the brotherhood of man, the leadership of Jesus, salvation through character, and the progress of mankind onward and upward forever. And every non-prepositional word was in capital letters. <laughs> and so please excuse the sexist language. It, it does jar a bit these days, but you know, this was the thinking of hundreds of years prior to us having this conversation. So in the USA, uh, which is of course Australia's ally and protector since the 1940s, there had been strong Unitarian and Universalist traditions right from the early days of European settlement. Unitarian, as in an understanding of God and accepting the teachings of Jesus without accepting the doctrine of the Trinity. And Universalist, meaning that salvation will eventually be open to all. Or to put it more simply, everyone ends up all right in the end. <laughs> So those two religious streams united in the USA in 1960 and after much discussion developed six principles as shared commitments of the people. So I'll read them out. Again, brace yourself for some sexist language. This is 1960. <coughs> one, to strengthen one another in a free and disciplined search for truth as the foundation of our religious fellowship. Two, to cherish and spread the universal truths taught by the great prophets and teachers of humanity in every age and tradition, immemorially summarised in the Judeo-Christian heritage as love to God and love to man. Three, to affirm, defend and promote the supreme worth of every human personality, the dignity of man and the use of the democratic method in human relationships. Four, to implement our vision of one world by striving for a world community founded on ideals of brotherhood, justice and peace. Five, to serve the needs of member churches and fellowships, to organise new churches and fellowships and to extend and strengthen liberal religion. And six, to encourage cooperation with men of goodwill in every land. <coughs> now, even in the 1960s, people started to realise the sexist language in those principles. And, and possibly women had known there was a problem with this sort of language for centuries, but in the 60s, even men started to realise it. But it took until 1985 for the UUA, as it's known in America, to render the principles into gender-neutral language. In Unitarian discussions in the US in the 1970s, there was also a recognition of the insight available in all of the world religions and belief systems. So it is there in those principles, but more of an emphasis was placed on it. And the Judeo-Christian bit was valued as a historical legacy rather than being seen as a sole source of continuing inspiration. And at the same time, if you think back to the 1970s, people had discovered the environment Yes, the earth was not just a farmyard given to humanity by God to dominate and exploit. It is full of natural wonders and other beings to be respected and appreciated. And we are part of it, not masters of it. At most, we might consider ourselves stewards of the earth for future generations. 
and from such thinking the seventh principle was developed and added in 1985. So since then we've had seven principles that have been developed in the US but they have been commonly used in Australian Unitarian congregations including ours. I don't expect anyone would have memorised them but at least I think most of you know the principles I'm talking about. Now they're not dogma or doctrine but I'm going to invite you to repeat after me and say them out loud. You don't have to. There is no compulsion in our religion. But if you will, repeat after me and then we'll have a, a musical break from uh, Brendan. So, if you like, we value, we value the inherent worth and dignity of every person. Inherent worth and dignity of every person. Justice, Justice. Equity, equity and compassion. In human, relations. in human relations. Acceptance of one another. Acceptance of one another. And encouragement to spiritual growth. And encouragement to spiritual growth. In our congregations. In our congregations. A free and responsible search for truth and meaning. A free and responsible search for truth and meaning. The right of conscience. And the use of the democratic process within our congregations and in society at large. The goal of world community with peace, liberty and justice for all. With peace, liberty, and justice for all. Respect for the interdependent web of all existence. Respect for the interdependent web of all existence. Of which we are a part. Of which we are a part. Brendan, let's have some music before I go on. talking about the seven principles that were developed in the US and have been current since 1985. I'm not forgetting that of course we are geographically and possibly culturally in between US Unitarians on the one hand and UK Unitarians on the other hand. The Unitarian body in the UK is officially the General Assembly of Unitarian and Free Christian Churches. 
And that is far from irrelevant to us because our Minister Emeritus, that is our distinguished former Minister Alan Kirby, and the Reverend Joe Lane were ordained as ministers in that tradition. And our previous minister, Rob McPherson, also attended the seminary in the UK. From what I can see, however, the UK Unitarians haven't developed a set of handy principles like the US branch of Unitarians. I could read out a long and dense statement from their constitution. I won't do that. But, but if, and if I was their PR advisor, I would probably suggest something more like the, what the, they've done in the US because the language is from 1928 and that's still current in the UK when there was a certain, <laughs> a certain amalgamation that I won't go into. But here are some key words from that constitution, which I think we can relate to. These are the things we value. A spirit of mutual sympathy, cooperation, tolerance and respect. Recognising the worth and dignity of all people and their freedom to believe as their consciences dictate. Truth is best served where the mind and conscience are free. And we value the celebration of life, the service of humanity and respect for all creation. So really the seven principles in the US are, I think, uh, a distillation of that language. It must be recognised too that in our group, at Nord at least, many people are no longer comfortable with languages such as the worship of God and the, the Christian tradition. Many would describe us as post-Christian. And that is a term I actually first heard when I was helping to organise interfaith conferences 10 to 15 years ago. We had a registration form where it was optional to write down your religious or philosophical background. And a group of Catholic nuns had written post-Christian in that box, which you might think was very delightful or very naughty, depending on your perspective. Indeed, next time we change our constitution, bearing in mind it was in 1977 that the word Christian was taken out in South Australia, we might even take out the word church next time. I'm being provocative. Anyway, getting back to the seven principles. Just as we were getting used to them, that 1985 edition, there are moves afoot in the US to refresh those principles again. The changes in 1985 were in large measure brought about by consciousness of sexism. And the motivation for uh, another uh, refresh of the principles is probably driven in large part by consciousness of racism. And of course, in the US, they've gone through different stages. And in some ways, they may have more problems than us in, in that regard, having been through slavery, emancipation, civil war, the whole civil rights movement of the 60s and so on, and more recently, the Black Lives Matter movement in the US. It has been part of a polarizing politics in the US. And I think it's in that context that people wanted to refresh the principles. In any case, since 2010, the USA has been in the process of formulating some revised principles, and they're going to vote on it at their annual general meeting this year in June. And in fact, our Unitarian Church of South Australia is affiliated to that American body. I haven't even looked into the history of that, but theoretically we could have a vote on it. 
But the interesting question will be, depending on what they do in the USA, whether we want to, as a group, uh, adopt some new principles or just keep going with the ones that we have, because they sound rather good at the moment. So, the principles that have been rewritten, that is, as a draft to consider in June, are presented in a different way. There, there is purpose, values, principles and promises, or covenants, all mashed together with an emphasis on the guiding principle of love. Pretty hard to argue with that. Uh, for example, the opening statement says, Love is the power that holds us together and is at the centre of our shared values. We are accountable to one another for doing the work of living our shared values through the spiritual discipline of love. So now I'm going to draw out some statements from what is effectively the new mission statement of the UUA, the Unitarians in America. And they have six core values surrounding the concept of love. Interdependence. And they say we honour the interdependent web of all existence. Sounds familiar. Pluralism. We celebrate that we are all sacred. All sacred beings, diverse in culture, experience and theology. Justice, we work to be diverse, multicultural, beloved communities where we can all thrive. Transformation, we adapt to the changing world. Generosity, we cultivate a spirit of gratitude and hope. Equity, we declare that every person has the right to flourish with inherent dignity and worthiness. So you can see many similarities with the current principles and I'll let you know what the UUA decides in the middle of the year. I'm going to leave some copies of the full draft for consideration in June at the back of the church and people can have a look if they want to pick that up. One positive thing in conclusion is that however we express these different values and principles the Americans in redrafting these principles in recent times have focused on love above everything and the discipline of love in the way we deal with each other. Perhaps that is something upon which we can all agree. That's all from me now and uh, Brendan will play a final piece of music. Thank you. I hope you've enjoyed this Expanding Horizons podcast. These podcasts are the intellectual property of the presenter. They can be used only with the express permission and appropriate acknowledgement of the presenter. This permission can be obtained by emailing admin at unitariansa.org.au. Please feel free to leave a comment or visit us on Facebook or Twitter by searching SA Unitarians or by visiting our website at unitariansa.org.au.